Okay, there we go. Hey, Ron, how are you? You got it cranked up with music or what? I do, I do. It's cranking. Let me turn it down a little bit. I can't even hear it. Ah, I see. Get thee behind me, I mustn't be kissed, but the moon is low, and I may let go. Get thee behind me. Hey, Ron, how are you? All right, Kevin, how are you? We're I'm doing this. Uh, we're doing this uh, podcast at the turn of the year, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. It was kind of like I found a song by Ella Fitzgerald of all. That was who we opened up with. I'm sorry, just wasn't sharing the computer sound, hitting the right buttons. Um, yeah, I just feel like see, people are saying, well, we want to get the new old year behind us. Uh, so how's everyone out there? Hopefully everyone's ready for this uh, new year. Um, you know, we have, Ron and I have a couple of thoughts. I thought I'd start out with, um, I thought just loving, you know, you go back to the Bible and, and, and uh, what the word of God brings to us and speaks to us our present day is sometimes remarkable. This is a, a letter that Paul wrote to the Romans. And he says, I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory about to be revealed to us. We know that the whole creation has been groaning in labor pains until now, and not only the creation, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the spirit groan inwardly while we wait for adoption, the redemption of our bodies, for in hope we were saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope, for who hopes for what is seen? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for with patience. And I thought, wow, that's, that speaks to us today. Because um, I think there's a lot, there's been a lot of hoping for things that we don't see, right? I'm not the one, I'm not the scientist working in the, in the labs trying to come up with a vaccine. Um, so there's a lot of hope out for the unseen and certainly points right back to our faith, right, Ron? Right. And you know, Kevin, even though 2020 was a tough year, and there's a lot of people who will say, oh, I'm glad it's gone, there were blessings in 2020. Uh, maybe we need to uh, just think about that a little bit. Um, it wasn't all negative. God was walking with us. And... Uh, you know, we have talked before, Kevin, about how God works. Uh, we have this precious gift of choice. And when we make bad choices, then God is always looking to redeem because he loves us so much and he has this relationship with us. And even though there were some tough times in 2020, God wasn't giving up on us. And um, he sent good things that we can say thanks for. It was God who helped these people to discover these vaccines because God always works through the human situation. 
And uh, I always like to think about this around Christmas time because, you know, the redemption plan was to work through a human being, Mary. Uh, sometimes we forget that. Um, yeah, that God chose to, to, to work to do the healing and the redemption through a human being who we honor as the mother of Jesus. So that's all interesting, too. So God is working in the midst of it all, even though sometimes we have our doubts. Yeah, I, I think one of the things that we, you, start, you start feeling small, I think, in these times about, and, and I think in a, in a good way, to a sense that, um, that there's, you know, certainly a larger cosmos out there. And then beyond that, the hand of God um, in all of this. Um, and certainly, you know, again, we, we often talked about the hand of God letting human will, uh, humankind, the, the nature to kind of play itself out. Um, but also then at some point, I feel like that there's, uh, we point to everlasting life. We point to the bigger picture of the universe and the cosmos. Um, at some point, I thought it was interesting, Julian of Norwich had, had once said, she saw the whole of creation in the form of a hazelnut resting in the hand of a loving God. Uh, more surprisingly, she wrote of Jesus as our mother, knowing that the tenderness of Jesus' love for his disciples and those whom he healed and fed could only be expressed in the strongest of human metaphors for loving, caring, that of a mother for her child. Um, so we should take refuge in that, trusting that as we're groaning and aching in these times and our pain and our fear, uh, that we're in God's embrace and in his arms, like the arms of a mother and child. And our, our wonderful analogy, you brought it up, Ron, is, Think of all of the baptisms that we did do this year and the, the new life. The, just imagine what the story of those children will tell in, you know, 60 years. They obviously won't remember it, but I'm assuming their parents are going to give them the full insight of the year of their birth was, was quite unique and special in a way for them. Mm-hmm. All right. So. I'm often uh, thinking of that quote uh, from Isaiah 49. Could a mother forget her child, even if, even if she could forget, I will never forget you. So the other thing I wanted us to chat about is, I was talking to a friend of mine who's uh, big into weightlifting. He was an old work buddy and big into weightlifting. And he does some running, but he said, you know, Kevin, I, um, I set goals every year. And, and I thought about it and he goes, do you set goals? And then I never answered the question. He went on to talk about all the goals he's setting. And I thought, you know, Ron, I've never set a new year's resolution. I just feel like, I don't, I don't know what, maybe I was afraid. I didn't want to put that pressure on myself. You know, <laughs> I, I, I set goals and objectives as the diaconate. And, you know, every year I sign, you know, a, a covenant that I'm going to do certain things and it's reviewed by, uh, the pastor and it's sent and filed. I set business plans and for work and goals and objectives and I follow those. 
And I thought, you know, maybe I need to set some goals for me personally, not necessarily, you know, running a mile so fast, but, you know, things like maybe I need to think about, maybe I read the gospel of John in the first quarter and go through the, 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 the gospels every quarter, you know, pick, you get four quarters and four gospels and maybe something like that <laughs> to push the edge of this universe and poke at it of our spirituality. Um, and I think this, this time of aloneness that we have, um, you know, it gives us an opportunity to maybe poke at that a little bit, um, and stretch our spirituality in a way. Yeah, I think I'm like you in some ways, uh, you know, kind of goes with the change of the year. Oh yeah, I should make some resolutions, but I never have formally done that. But I think uh, moving through life, every so often, I think the spirit gives you a nudge. And um, if you respond to the nudge, then something begins to happen and you add that to your life. So recently, uh, going through the Advent Christmas cycle, I've been spending a little more time with the uh, daily scriptures, not being in a hurry. One of the things that you and I both do, <clears throat> as clerics are supposed to, is to pray the Liturgy of the Hours. Right. Uh, and for the folks who are listening, it comes from the monastic tradition of the church, where each hour of the day was special. And uh, there were special uh, times when the monks gathered uh, early in the morning of a new day and then uh, at the beginning of the day at 9 o'clock, 12 o'clock, 3 o'clock, vespers at 5 or 6, and then night prayer. But the clerics, uh, like you and I, uh, our obligation was to right. do morning and evening prayer. Uh, and sometimes you can do that kind of fast, like get it done. Other times you could just move a little slower and allow the Psalms and the little scripture readings to sink in a little deeper. And that's always kind of in the back of my mind, not to be in a hurry, just to get it done. Um, but to allow some of that to kind of wash over you. So. I think uh, if I were to make a, a resolution or a rule for myself going forward is to take a little more time uh, to do that and just to be quiet too uh, and be more reflective. There are certain times when that happens easy and other times where it takes an effort. Sometimes the praying comes easy, sometimes it doesn't. Uh, but even when it doesn't, you could try, you know, uh, sit there with a Bible verse or the scripture readings for the day because it's all that is out there for folks today. And there's all kind of little reflections that are online now, uh, tons of them. Uh, and I would hope that the folks who listen to us too might take some time to do that, to read through, spend a few minutes uh, at a time, either in the morning or in the evening, at a quiet time. Um, that alone might be a good resolution to just take that time. And if you're generous 
I think God adds to that. So if you say, well, I'm going to take six minutes or seven minutes a day. Oh, okay. That's pretty generous. Six minutes. <laughs> I think once you get into it, then it becomes 10 or 15 and you really enjoy it. Because um, you're not putting limits. And the more you do it, the more you like it. And uh, it just begins a good time to have a conversation with the Lord, sometimes with some help from Scripture, other times just looking at what went on during the day and different things that happened. Um, and you can see God's hand in your life each day. So I think those are good things to do. Well, Ron, you just threw a ton at, at us. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm not sure where to start on commenting on that. But for, my first thought was, was, was liturgy of the hours. I, one of the things, there's so much I enjoy about it. One of the things I do enjoy, one of the things I don't know. First thing in my head was I, get, I have a sense of connectivity with others. Even though you're supposed to do it together. You're supposed to actually do it in a group, right? But typically, yeah. I mean, 90% of the time I'm doing it by myself. Right. Uh, but I still feel connected to others. It's interesting because the app that I have, I have an app for it, and it actually does have, it says how many people are actually online praying alongside you, not, you know, at some point using the app. So I always feel connected, and those are people in the world. So I feel there's a wonderful connectivity that I get from praying, from praying the hours um, to others in the world, in the universe. Um, I think that was, that's definitely one piece of that. Um, and then the other thing is just a suggestion. I have been using the Give Us This Day book, which I yes. would highly recommend to anyone. There's Magnificat. They're just short pieces, uh, sometimes articles, like what I read at the beginning was really an article that it was on page three of the January one. So it's a daily thing to have that on your nightstand or somewhere where you sit. Um, anything like that where it's maybe a couple of pages so it's not a big commitment for you um in fact even my daughter last year she gave me for christmas it was um daily scripture and then actually questions and it was basically geared for um a father you know how to become a better father or a better husband so it would give you scriptures and then really some questions to ponder so you find something like that. I think that was also just wonderful because it really, now you're taking scripture and now you're, you're, you're holding up a mirror to yourself and saying, okay, what, what do I need to do differently? You know, it's interesting, Kevin, mm. your daughter gave that to you. Right. Right. Wow. Uh, so was your daughter be involved in some sort of reflection herself? Do you think? You know, it's wonderful. I'm glad you brought that up because I think I brought this up in one of our other podcasts. There was that nun, the convert nun. She was, she was the 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 punk rocker nun that converted and became a nun. Um, and she she has the uh, is it the and you know the Latin better than I the Maxi Mori the um, she she has all these skulls for uh, she focuses a lot on that. And she has daily uh, similar book and then there's a uh, a diary that she wants you to write. So I actually sent that to her and oh. she's using that now. So, um, you know, little by little, we, we, 
bring our children to the faith. Um, and that was all because she, she likes skulls. So it's like, okay. All right, a little more on the morbid side, but I'm like, okay, well, whatever gets you there. I guess so. Oh, my so, gosh. And, and those books that you mentioned, Kevin Magnificat and uh, Give Us This Day, they have short versions of morning and night prayer in them, uh, too, uh, which is patterned after the Liturgy of the Hours, but it's short versions. Uh, easy to do and uh, gets you involved a little bit. So I think a lot of people do that. I, I guess more than I, I imagine. Yeah, I mean, I see folks at daily mass because we don't have the books there. So I see them with some version of that. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, actually, I gave that to Giselle and my mother in law. They were going to church the other day and they, because they like to read along with the books. Mm -hmm. uh, so I said, here, take this to church, you know, read, read along with it. Um, so, um, and I think that there's another book, a daily reflection book. It's by the Irish Jesuits. So if you go to Amazon and if you type up um, Irish Jesuits, um, they have a daily reflection book. And I'm trying to find it real quick while we're talking online. Okay, while you're doing that, I will. Uh, there's another one out there called uh, The Word Among Us. Oh, the good. Word Among Us. Catholic Mass and Daily Meditations. And they also have some articles in there. Uh, I found that quite interesting. And I got a subscription for a cousin of mine. And he finds it very thoughtful. Uh, he has both. He has Give Us This Day plus the word among us. Um, so I, I found the book, it's called Sacred Space. Oh, okay. Sacred Space, and it's the Irish Jesuits. Um, and it's a prayer book, but it's a daily book, and it's really insightful. I bought it for my sister last year. Um, it's $16.30 on Amazon. Um, they also have a Kindle version of it, but um, it's a daily to daily uh, meditation. Yeah, that can uh, trigger. Uh, once you start doing something like that, um, it triggers something within you. And some days you can just go off on your own and it'll be fine. Other days you need a prompt or two. Well, here's um, another one. You know, they've got those daily calendars too, those ones where you rip off for your desk calendar. So even oh, yeah. it starts there or get someone that the daily scripture calendar. Um, these are just little things that you can do. Um, I think that allows us to dig a little deeper into our faith in, in 2021. Um, and I think, like I said, we're not alone. Uh, I think when I pray, like I said, we're, we're, I'm not alone. Um, Spirit prays within you. Uh, Paul says that in uh, one of his letters, too. It might be Romans. Uh, he's praise within you with all kind of groanings. I don't have the exact quote for that, but that's interesting, too, that God is using you and praying within you, lifting you. There was a story that I had heard some years ago about a a gentleman who really felt he lost his way. So he goes to see this priest who was noted to help folks. 
And he had this conversation when he said to the priest, you know, I don't know, I've lost my connection to God, and I thought you could help me. So what specifically should I do? And uh, you, you must recommend some book or something that I can use. And the uh, priest looked at him and he said, uh, all right, here's what I want you to do. I want you to spend six minutes a day just talking to God. You don't need a book. And then you come back and see me after six months and let me know how it is. He said, what? No, you have to give me something more specific. Don't you want to see me in two weeks or something? No, I don't. Mm -hmm. just, do what I, just do what I said and tell me what happened after six months. <laughs> I thought that was an interesting story. What he's doing there is just kind of telling somebody to open up a little bit and allow the spirit to pray within you. Yeah. Uh, you can just say, Lord, help me. I don't know how to pray. Or uh, I'm just going to sit here uh, and uh, send your spirit into me and see what happens. Yeah. When you were talking about prayer, and one of the things else I wanted to bring up was what my spiritual director asks me every month. And and I'm always thinking of this question during the month because I, I'm like, okay, she'll, she asked me, she says, well, you know, tell me, tell me, did you have any close moments? What moments did you have? Meaning, did we pay attention to how God is stirring in our lives or the Holy Spirit? And, and I think ever since then, I'm, I'm just more in tune in listening because a lot of things can happen that you just, you're not hearing because you're not listening. Um, I think for us, sometimes we, there's so much noise in our lives that we, we miss those moments. Um, like you said, I think you said something to the effect earlier, Ron, about, you know, something like, like what that friend of mine saying, setting goals, didn't think about it. All of a sudden, like, that's the nudge. Is that the nudge? that I needed, I took it in a totally different direction than what he was talking about. But I think we sometimes don't hear those nudges, uh, mm -hmm. feel them, if you will, um, in our lives. So but, they're, but they're there, Kevin, and sometimes we maybe don't pay attention to them. So uh, it, it could be, you know, watching a snow uh, fall. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that, beyond saying I have to go shovel it. Look at the beauty of it. Mine was the other, I'm gonna share you my brief one. People say, well, maybe that's silly. It's, I was running on Sunday and I was trying my new watch. Giselle would give me a new uh, Garmin watch which tells you how fast and long and your heartbeat and everything, all this stuff. So I'm just trying out on Sunday and I thought I'm only gonna go so many miles. I'm like, you know, something is nudging me to go an extra mile and I'm like, I'll just go the extra mile and come back to my car. Well, I went the extra mile and I saw in the Des Plaines River Trail, a bald eagle. Now, I've never seen, I can't remember the last time I saw a bald eagle. At least I've never seen one around here. And to see this bald eagle, and I stopped, took out my phone, took a bunch of pictures, shared it with my friends, and they were all just kind of awed by it. And I felt like, well, that was my moment. Something was nudging me. It's something as silly as that, maybe, but um, to see the magnificent uh, bald eagle out there, I'm like, wow, that's 
that's every every time I run, I, I think about God's creation when I'm running. And I thought, wow, that was like a, a nugget of gold that, that he urged me to go see. So good stuff. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, I have a bird feeder that I suddenly uh, have outside and the neighborhood sparrows uh, <laughs> come every so often. And the other day when the snow f started, I thought, oh, the thing is empty. I'll get it tomorrow. No, better do it now. Um, somehow I feel like I'm on for offering some, some help for the neighborhood birds. <laughs> uh, and, you know, I, I presume they appreciate it, but I don't know if they'll ever tell me that. But <laughs> it's, it's a way of blessing nature. Yeah. You know, uh, and everybody kind of looks to Francis of Assisi, mm -hmm. who was making those kind of connections. Uh, to God through the beauty of nature and all that nature gives us, uh, birds. Uh, the other day I was uh, visiting a uh, chiropractor and um, her office uh, borders a small pond and it was frozen over. And I saw these gulls circling and circling and then landing and seemed confused. Like, where's the water? Right, right, <laughs> it right. Was, it was frozen and then took off again and started circling like, hey, what happened here? Uh, yeah, I wonder, you know, God's creatures also searching. and Maybe sometimes we have to lend a helping hand uh, once in a while. So bird feeders may be a way, a way to do that. I there just thought that way. You know? there's, there's your other uh, spiritual goal looking pretty <laughs> nature um well the little clock on the wall ron is telling us okay. it's time to, to shut this one down all uh, right we have a new year's blessing for us ron, well prayer. you know the uh kevin the first reading for the feast of uh the uh motherhood of mary uh on the first day of the month is from the book of numbers and it encapsulates that so let me read it the Lord said to Moses, speak to Aaron and his sons and tell them, this is how you should bless the Israelites. Say to them, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord let his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you kindly and give you peace. So shall they invoke my name upon the Israelites and I will bless them. And so we wish all who are listening to us, Kevin, that blessing, that ancient blessing from the book of Numbers. Ron, thank you very much. Uh, You're welcome. Happy, happy New Year to you. And to you. And to, to all of our listeners. Um, so we're going to, Ron and I, we've got some wonderful ideas for 21 into our podcast. And uh, stay tuned for those. Um, I, uh, Ron, if you would complete a blessing for us, and then I'm going to play, uh, we said, Get Thee Behind Me, Satan, by Elvis Fitzgerald. I have a different version of this called Rock Love. So he uses the term, Get Thee Behind Me, Satan, which I first heard in my theology class at Loyola University as we were studying the New Testament. So, Ron. All right. So may God order your days and deeds in his peace, grant your prayers in this and in every place, 
and leads you happily into the new year, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Take care, everyone. Thank you, Kevin. Choose your heroes.